Hey, Unchained listeners. As you know, it's hard keeping up with the fast-paced world of crypto, so we've got just the thing for you. Subscribe to our free Unchained daily newsletter at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. You'll get the latest crypto news and original articles from our reporters, as well as summaries of other happenings and bullet points, plus our meme of the day, all curated and written by our amazing team. It's still your no-hype resource for all things crypto, just in newsletter form. Sign up at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Again, the URL is unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unconfirmed, the podcast that reveals how the marquee names in crypto are reacting to the week's top headlines and gets the inside scoop on what they see on the horizon. I'm your host, Laura Shin. Asset managers, ICO issuers, and other institutional players, it's time to safeguard your cryptocurrency. Partner with Digital Asset Custody Company, or DAC, purpose-built for secure, flexible, institutional-quality cold storage solutions. Learn more at digitalassetcustody.com. My guests today are Joe Lubin, co-founder of Ethereum and founder of Consensus, and Jimmy Song, partner at Blockchain Capital and founder of Programming Blockchain. Welcome, Joe and Jimmy. Hey, Laura. Thanks. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for having us, Laura. This is uh, this is going to be an epic, epic episode. <laughs> I hope. I hope. So I don't normally have two guests on the show because of the short format, but I made an exception today because today is going to be the culmination of the debate between Joe and Jimmy that was started at Consensus back in May. For those of you who missed the beginning of their argument, Jimmy, who was previously on my longer podcast, Unchained, summarized it then, but I'm going to have him start this conversation by recapping it here. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Joe and I were on stage with Amber Balde and, uh, and Amber asked the question, where do you think blockchain will be five years from now? Uh, Joe answered first. Um, he more or less said that there would be lots of use cases and that a lot of people would be using it. And I answered that, uh, you know, if you look at some of the projects from five years ago, none of them really have come to anything. Uh, you know, you can look at Mastercoin or Factum or MateSafe or, I mean, there, there's a lot of them and they really haven't done much. So I said, I think Bitcoin is the main use case and that, uh, you know, blockchain, quote, decentralized apps or whatever you want to call it, don't aren't going to be that popular. And Joe said, uh, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I did watch that video a few times on the CoinDesk website. If we can find some crisp criteria, I would bet you any amount of money that you are wrong or any amount of Bitcoin that you are wrong. If um, if I got any of that wrong, please let me know. But that, that's, that that's what familiar. I remember. Yeah, yeah, seems, yeah. Seems about right. Yeah. And so jo Joe, is there anything that you'd want to add in terms of what the, you know, what happened then? So we discussed it uh, a little bit further and we agreed to, I think, uh, uh, continue the discussion possibly over Twitter. Um, I wasn't paying too much attention to it. I, I kind of figured it was such a slam dunk bet on, on our side that, uh, that Jimmy, you wouldn't be interested in, uh, continuing the conversation. But, uh, <laughs> uh, my, my team indicated that uh, a little while ago you said, uh, Hey, Joe, what's up? Uh, what about our bet? Uh, and so, uh, very happy to have a discussion with you today and, uh, uh happy to set up terms. So why sure. don't we have each of you kind of lay out what it is that you think is going to happen in terms of the development of the crypto space and decentralized applications? 
you know, Jimmy, why is it that you feel like well, Jim, this Jimmy is not going to go anywhere? Jimmy thinks nothing's going to happen, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe he should he should start because that should be short. I think. And, uh, well, so uh, my 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 view is that there's a lot of hype around it without not uh, without much execution, uh, and in order to have a decentralized app actually work, you need a lot of people you know, that, that will come on the platform. And we, we've seen this with Augur. I think they have like 40, no, 56 daily active users or something like that. There's a lot of hype, but there's not a corresponding reality. And a large part of that is just the way that decentralized apps are structured. It's very, if it's pop, first of all, they can't really iterate very well. Uh, and second, even if they were partially successful, uh, I mean, it's completely right for disruption by a centralized party that can that can move faster, that can offer better services, that can uh, do things a lot quicker and cheaper and easier. So in my opinion, uh, and this is, again, my opinion, something that I'm willing to put my money on, obviously, is that a lot of these apps that Joe's been working on, a lot of these apps that people have been talking about, they're, they're going to come to nothing. Uh, so that's why I'm willing to make this bet. We yeah, so most, before most apps, most businesses do come to nothing. Um, decentralized applications are just applications. Uh, they can benefit from a trust layer, which is, a, I think, a, a new component that we can apply to uh, enterprise software or uh, worldwide web-based applications. Um, and when we get good at um, at adding scalability uh, to this new way of building applications, uh, then we can, I, I believe, achieve uh, the number of users and uh, and the elegant user interfaces and user experience that uh, people are used to when they use uh, the applications that they care about every day. Uh, so it's certainly going to take time. There's going to be a lot of hype. There is a lot of hype. I fully agree with you on that. But uh, uh, there will be applications that make uh, uh, really good use of decentralization. And I, I would argue that... Um, centralized entities because they uh, tend to extract significant value uh, from their ecosystems, whether it's a Facebook or uh, finan financial institutions or a ride-sharing entity or large music companies, um, they're vulnerable because um, the spreads between the value that they extract and the value that they add in a transaction flow um, is quite large and uh, they're incentivized to increase that. And so uh, if you build uh, the same sorts of applications and, and if you uh, make use of layer two scalability solutions, many of which are coming online or already online or coming online right now, uh, then you'll enable the building of networked business models uh, that uh, emerge services and emerge products uh, that enable lots of different actors, people or companies uh, to inhabit different roles on those network business models. And uh, they'll have greater agency and, uh, and they will essentially disintermediate anybody who's uh, attempting to extract too much value uh, from that ecosystem. And Jimmy, I have a question for you. Why is it, because I totally get your point about when you were saying that Augur has a lot of hype, but only has 40 users a day, but you know, it also just launched like a month ago and uh, not a lot of people um, have rep tokens or even have heard of rep. And so I just, I just wonder why you're so convinced that even five years from now, that 
all, you know, the state that these D apps are in where they're, they're pretty brand new. Why you think that even five years from now there were, there wouldn't have been one that would have more mainstream adoption. So first of all, I, I think that if you have something like Augur become popular, say it gets to, I don't know, a million daily active users or something like that. Um, it is exactly ripe for both the centralization pressure and the decentralization pressure. So uh, from centralization pressure, what I mean is, well, if a jurisdiction doesn't like the fact that they're allowing for sports betting, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to put out an arrest warrant for the Augur developer team. So in a sense, it's really got a lot of the vulnerabilities of centralization. But, you know, say it gets popular, no one really cares, but, you know, people are still doing it. Well, if Augur can do it, then why can't a central entity that, you know, has a has a database on their own instead of using something very expensive like Ethereum? Um, you you would you would be able to undercut the prices of Augur very easily. So from an economics point, from a from a business standpoint, um, it doesn't they don't have any advantage that I can see uh, because they're both centralized while they have all of the vulnerabilities of centralization but all of the costs of decentralization. So to me, that's not really a viable business model. And I'm, I'm again, willing to make bets on this. So that's, that's where I'm going with it. So one of the benefits of decentralization in that context is that it uh, reduces the potential for fraud, uh, I think, quite dramatically. Uh, we have a project called Virtue Poker um, that is uh, – um, has been built uh, for exactly that. It's uh, provably fair shuffling. It's uh, a context in which players can uh, place their bets in a table and only be exposed to risk while that particular hand is ongoing. There have been many different instances uh, in which uh, um, there's been cheating on the side of the company that's offering the service or just uh, walking away with people's money. Augur is a, a remarkable accomplishment in that their goal was to be radically decentralized, uh, to uh, have no single centralized entity to be essentially targeted uh, by authorities. And uh, as a result, I don't think it's going to have good user experience. Uh, so um, there's another project called Gnosis, uh, a very similar, very capable uh, prediction Would markets you invest platform. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it is a consensus project. Yeah. Um, and, uh, an amazing team. Uh, but they're, they're externalized. They're very independent right now. We still work very closely with them and they, uh, can offer a very high quality user experience. Uh, so Augur did a beautiful job, um, uh, establishing that proof of concept. Uh, we're working in different uh, jurisdictions with different authorities to figure out how we can offer a prediction market to, uh, again, people in different jurisdictions. So some complicated issues. So Augur, hopefully it will stay relevant, but uh, uh, a decentralized prediction market with uh, elements that uh, are configured uh, to be uh, much more usable to resolve uh, markets uh, in minutes, hours, or days as configured by uh, the proposition writer, uh, that'll be a much better user experience. And so uh, th there's no, uh, I, I don't think there will be um, uh, UI, UX issues or the opportunity for centralization to produce a better uh, experience than Gnosis when we are, are able to offer it. 
So we'll talk more about decentralization and also discuss the terms of the bet. But first, a quick word from our fabulous sponsors. If you're an institution managing crypto assets, you need a secure custody solution. Digital Asset Custody Company, or DAC, is the leading purpose-built institutional quality cryptocurrency custodian. DAC leads the industry in security and service. Experts in the tech, cybersecurity, and investment worlds, DAC's founders built the system that today's major players in asset management rely on. DAC is in production on over 90 tokens. Secure, efficient, egress transactions. That's DAC. Custody with DAC. Visit Digital Asset Custody for more info. I'm speaking with Joe Lubin and Jimmy Song. So are there any other points that either of you would like to make about, you know, why you think your point of view will win out before we move on to the terms of the bet? No, I, I'd rather just, uh, you know, put some money where our mouths are. I mean, people talk all the time, but it's it's actually fairly rare for people to actually make bets, bets on this. And I give Joe all the credit in the world for actually stepping up to the plate and willing to bet because I have offered to bet lots of people and they chicken out. Um, and if that, if, if that's the case, then <laughs> you you know, what good names? is your word? Yeah. I, 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 I very well easily could, but they, they usually weasel their way out of the bed somehow. So, uh, Joe, I, I want to thank you for the fact that you are willing to step up to the plate and put your money where your mouth is. I, I have a, a lot of respect for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pleasure. And, and I think, I think we shouldn't just, uh, make a bet and then try to figure it out, uh, three years later or five years later. I think this should be an, an ongoing adventure, uh, that we all share. Maybe Laura, you can, uh, facilitate some of that. Uh, what does that uh, mean? I, I think we should be tracking statistics together. Um, mm-hmm. I actually think that, uh, I would prefer to take ether, um, rather than Bitcoin. If you're, if you're comfortable with that, uh, if well, ether so doesn't we, exist, uh, in that unlikely <laughs> circumstance, uh, yeah. So, uh, so here, here's a, here's a way that, uh, Here's a way in which we can facilitate that. I would call this the maximum pain type of bet. Uh, so if I were to bet against, like if we were just betting straight, which which one's going to have the higher market cap, Bitcoin versus Ethereum, something like that. The maximum type pain type of bet would be if you won and Ethereum has a higher market cap, then I would have to pay you in Ethereum. If I won and Bitcoin has a higher market cap, then you would have to pay me in Bitcoin. So we could do something like that because I think, uh, especially with respect to decentralized apps, that way, uh, you know, whoever loses has, it's going to be really painful for them because the thing that wins has the higher value. Um, if that's the way you want to go, I'm totally okay with that. But I, uh, what I want to be receiving is Bitcoin because I don't, I, I'm not certain of any of the value yeah, of the other that's ones. That's cool. That makes a lot okay. of sense. So, so I like the idea of, of settling on a notional amount, probably in U.S. dollars, and then uh, you can receive payment in Bitcoin. And I can receive payment in Ether. You're going to have to specify which Bitcoin that is uh, five years from now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm about which Ethereum? Oh, all right. So here, here, here's. Uh, uh, here's a way in which we can do it. Instead of a notional value, we could do a fraction of the total supply of that coin uh, to make it uh, like because if you do a notional value and both things explode to twenty million dollars and we bet like ten thousand, then it's not going to it's because, not going to so be that, that interesting. That's why I was thinking that we should uh, we should have a cry uncle 
term uh, where mm-hmm. let, let's say uh, we bet N, uh, N US dollars worth of value and uh, mm-hmm. I'll take it in Ether, you take it in Bitcoin. Uh, if you see uh, Ether uh, screaming away uh, so that it's starting to be worth much more than uh, say the number of US dollars that we bet, um, mm-hmm. then um, you could cry uncle and, and I could do the same. If uh, if Bitcoin was uh, outpacing Ether in value, I, I might want to cry uncle and say, okay, um, uh, bet's over, uh, here's your money. Does well, wait, but, but I have a question with the way that you're phrasing this. It sounds like it's based, you know, whether or not somebody wins is based on the market cap, but I thought no, no, it was. No, 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 oh, okay. no, 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 it's, it's no, no. A, That's not what it's about. I think, okay, I, I okay. think he wants a cry uncle so that either of us can get out of the bet prior. So you're essentially selling, both of us have the option of ending the bet early by paying the other some, some, uh, some fraction of the, to- the final amount, something like that. Is what you're saying? Oh, oh, I see what I you're saying. I just think the number of uses uh, of Ethereum uh, is going to dwarf uh, the uses of Bitcoin. I, I fully expect Bitcoin to be around and uh, uh, be a, a very useful yet narrow set of uh, um, cryptocurrency-related use cases. Uh, but uh, Ethereum has the potential to be so much more, uh, and so it, all it right, could all be. Right. So, it so could I, grow a thousand x over Bitcoin over the next five years. Okay, all right. So uh, that that's a perfectly fine position to have. As long as you're willing to bet on it, I I have really nothing more to say than let's try to figure out the terms of the bet. Um, I would say that if you want it to be sort of like an ongoing thing, instead of making one bet for 2023, uh, we can make a bet. uh, We can make a series of minor bets that reduces variance to some degree, but something like, okay, by 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, um, each of those milestones we bet some uh, some amount of whatever, and and you know have them resolve, and then after each one, we can have that cry uncle uh, option. Uh, so if if either one of us wants to end after year one, then it costs this much. If either one of us uh, wants to end after year two, it costs this much, and so on. Is that well, I like that. I, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I, I was really loving that you were giving me five years uh, for mm-hmm. this ecosystem to blossom. Uh, I mm-hmm. think uh, there are a bunch of layer two scalability technologies that are are just uh, hitting usability now and towards the end of this year. I think we're going to see a bunch of games that uh, uh, that have very significant usage. Um, but again, it's uh, uh, it's a complicated thing to uh, to map. Uh, scalability, virality, n thousand average daily users uh, into this brand new technology. So, uh, I really prefer that uh, that five year end date and uh, a single bet. But then, wait, when you said something ongoing, so what did you mean? So no, we you should wanna... track it. I, I just mean we should like put up. Uh, Jimmy versus Joe website and uh, we have uh, a list of applications and their average daily users and you know, just make, mm-hmm. have, have some fun with it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm totally for that. And uh, I, I'm sure Laura, you would, you would like to, you know, have, have your face on yeah. there somehow. Maybe I could put it, we could, we yeah, could have updates or something, but yeah, uh, uh, that that's fine. If, uh, if uh, the only thing I'm concerned, Joe, and I'm dead serious about this, I'm concerned if you are in jail by that point, what happens then? If the <laughs> SEC says that I, that these things are security or if the, if somebody uh, does something like that, 
that's part of why I would prefer something that is more, you know, like continuous rather than one giant step function five years from now. And that we could do that. And I, and I, I don't know, maybe you don't, you don't think that there's much chance of uh, anyone like, uh, you know, willing to throw you in jail or something like that. But it is a concern, at least from my perspective, and I I would like... I I appreciate your concern for my well-being on that front. (laughs) Um, As you're aware, um, our friends at the SEC, who, in my opinion, are are doing a really great job at understanding this space and and clarifying how securities law applies to uh, this new ecosystem. Uh, They've recently come forth uh, declaring that uh, Bitcoin was always decentralized and never security, that uh, Ethereum is not uh, considered a security right now. And about two months ago, Bill Hinman, uh, director of corporate finance at the SEC, made some remarks about uh, these network business models that I was talking about earlier in the podcast, uh, uh, indicating that uh, uh, you could stand up um, a network of different actors and uh, create a token uh, that represents uh, the business logic of the system. Uh, if that uh, new kind of business and that they really are starting to think of this as a, a different way for a different kind of uh, collective structure to have capital uh, placed into it, to have uh, activities done much more broadly by by every user of the system. Uh, if that sort of thing is properly constructed with a token that's uh, that's structured uh, so as uh, people buying that token are buying it for consumer utility purposes and not uh, expecting to receive return on investment uh, from a group of promoters or people who are running that scheme. And if the token itself is marketed properly, uh, so it's not marketed uh, uh, with terms like investor and return on investment and sold in enormous quantities to speculators at discounts, uh, then that sort of token would be a consumer utility token and not considered a security. So All right, we're, right. Do, that, we're, that's we're doing fine, our homework. We're doing our homework. I, there, yes. There's a pretty good chance that I will not be in jail. Um, you are, yeah, five, I, I, five, I just want to mitigate that. I, I just want to mitigate that risk because I know you've invested in a lot of different companies. Who knows how they treat the people that have invested in it? Uh, I just want to mitigate that risk somehow. Maybe, maybe if we can escrow some of the coins that would mitigate that risk significantly. Uh, we, I, I would strongly suggest that, uh, you know, after we figure out the terms of the bet, that we have some sort of arbitrator this, uh, like that we can agree to that says, okay, well, if there's a dispute between the two of you, then I'm going to be the final word or something like that. Sounds good. Uh, we could uh, put a smart contract together on Ethereum for that. Can you? Can you do I, that I don't trust. I don't. I don't trust smart contracts on Ethereum. <laughs> and yes, you can have smart contracts on Bitcoin. In fact, a lot of stuff. It, this is this is one of the uh, biggest smart. annoyances for <laughs> me is that uh, Ethereum. Everyone acts like Ethereum invented smart contracts. Smart contracts have been in Bitcoin since two thousand and nine. Satoshi put it in there. No, I, he I just didn't make, make it smart. Turn complete. Well, no. It, well, okay, it's, it's been there. It's been around since 1994 or five. Yeah, so, Nick, yeah. Nick, Nick Sabo right. invented them and coined the term. No, no. Okay, but, uh, let's get back Ethereum to the terms has, uh, for the bet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Jimmy on Unchained, you proposed that you would want to see five D apps with 10,000 daily active users or 100,000 monthly active users five years from now, and that if that happened, or sorry, that or that that would be, um, you know, if that didn't happen, that then you would win the bet. 
Mm-hmm. Is that still what you want to propose? And if so, Joe, what do you think of that? Well, so first of all, um, I, I specifically said 10,000 daily and a hundred and a hundred thousand monthly, not either or because it's relatively easy to game something like that because you can have just a burst of a hundred thousand people for one day and that would be a hundred thousand ag- monthly active users. Um, but you know, like having 10,000 daily active users, uh, along with a hundred thousand monthly active users sort of gives protection from like sort of gaming the whole thing. I also yeah, said and one that- other thing is, yeah, you wanted it uh, to be seen sustained across six months for all five of the DFs. Yes, that's correct. Joe, what do you think? So I, I don't think we're going to be able to litigate the exact terms in the next 30 seconds or however long we have. <laughs> but uh, uh, I like I like that general structure. Uh, we should figure out uh, the numbers. Maybe you propose some numbers and we'll propose some numbers. Are there other structures that are interesting to you? We did. Uh, I, I don't think the total monetary base of these systems makes sense. Um, no, we can we, make we, a separate bet for that because you, you just so said that it's going to be a thousand thousand. Well, so you all, you also said that Ethereum is going to be like a thousand times the uh, the value of Bitcoin or something. I would love to make a bet on just the market cap of either one, but yeah, uh, I was, yeah, I I mean, was mostly just messing around. Uh, okay. but I, I do think it has uh, uh, much more potential to grow than Bitcoin. So there, we do two things at consensus. Well, we do lots of things. Two major things. One is we uh, are building out. Uh, uh, the decentralized World Wide Web, Web 3.0, and that's infrastructure and applications uh, that are essentially um, the next generation beyond Web 2.0. But we also apply um, private permissioned versions of the Ethereum yeah, technology. Yeah, but that's not decentralized. In- uh, so it's partially decentralized. One no, could there's no partial. Consortium. It's either it's either got a central point of failure or it doesn't. I, I don't. I don't no, buy well, this. Nothing, uh, nothing is perfectly decentralized. Um, well, uh, I, I, I mean, that, I, it's a, it's an either or. It's a binary. It's not okay. Like people like to say, true. oh, it's it. It's a, it's the, like the some sort of, of centralization. Um, if there are points Bitcoin of centralization, then the government can regulate it. At that point, it's not really decentralized. Well, and that's, uh, that's that, I mean, governments could could come along and step on Bitcoin or Ethereum if they were so they inclined. Could try. Well, they could try. They, they'd be a lot more effective on Ethereum because Ethereum centralized, but Bitcoin is not. So, so there you so go. So, Joe, what would you propose? Jimmy made his proposal. It sounds like you would want to tweak it. What so I, I like the general structure. I was just wondering if Jimmy had any other thoughts on uh, on different kinds of metrics. Well, so I, I mean, private metrics, I don't think are really that easily trustable or auditable. Um, like I, I, I like the public nature of these blockchains that we're we're talking about, and uh, and you know that that's much easier to measure. But, you know, something like a private blockchain, oh, you know, there's, you know, these three companies that are doing lots of stuff and, you know, they're, they're utilizing blockchain. Well, I can't go audit that. I don't know if it's actually a blockchain or if it's just a really expensive database that they're hyping in some way. And, uh, and for me, like, if you, if you're going to add private blockchains to this conversation, it doesn't really make sense because I have no way of knowing that. I, and neither, I mean, maybe you, you, you can get into these companies and be able to look at their audit logs of their blockchain or whatever. But it, it, that, that to me doesn't really work because it's, it's a private blockchain by nature. And that means that I can't look at it. So, so that, that we need you to propose something. A more subtle case is where somebody stands up uh, either a public 
permissionless system on top of Ethereum or a public uh, permissioned network where you you have to disclose identity in some sort of automated way. Uh, that could be decentralized. But it might. How about this? How about, just how about we make it just like any app on Ethereum that gets, uh, you know, ten thousand daily active users, hundred thousand monthly active users, six months of uh, of that continuously. That I mean, I, I like if we if we limit it to Ethereum, I'm willing to give you whatever app that you want on Ethereum. Um. Okay. Uh, Ethereum is going to evolve, though, so it should be interesting. Ethereum or Ethereum like. Blockchains is that good? Uh, well, I don't know what, what you mean by the second. Like? I, I like I like having solid terms, and uh, I don't I don't like we uh, I, I don't like it there to be that much room yeah, for interpretation. Yeah, it needs to be pretty concrete. What does Ethereum like mean? Well, Ethereum is going to evolve quite dramatically in the next five years. Uh, so whatever the Ethereum Foundation says is Ethereum. I'm 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 fine with that. And I think I believe you're a board member, so you you can even direct I, it I to am, some degree. I am not at all associated with the Ethereum Foundation. Okay, so all right, that's fine. But whatever the Ethereum Foundation says is Ethereum. So say they hard fork seven times, and there are seven different coins. Uh, whichever one that is uh, that they say is Ethereum, it needs to have this property. What if Ethereum still exists, but the foundation doesn't? Okay, uh, in that case. Um, Let's uh, let's whatever, make it whatever, whatever Vitalik is says Ethereum. is. <laughs> whatever Vitalik. Why are you trying to centralize our ecosystem? Because it already is. That's whatever Ethereum is. Whatever Vitalik says it okay. is. Anyway, so, so let, let's figure that out offline. Uh-huh. Uh, should, uh-huh. should we set uh, the notional amount of the bet yes, in US the amount, dollars? The amount. Okay. So are we agreed on everything else, or no? We we are agreed directionally on lots of those things, but uh, and the only uh, other thing is the deadline because the amount amount ma- amount and the actual bet matters. Because I'm willing to bet a lot more if I believe the fa- terms are fa- more favorable to me. Okay, should we set on settle on a range uh, that the bet could occupy? Because uh, I'm not. Uh, I want to do a little research on. Uh, on numbers and uh, um, not comfortable accepting the first numbers that you're proposing. Well, so I, I mean, the numbers I'm proposing are based on like, uh, you know, phone app statistics, uh, a, a very popular app like Facebook. gets like, uh, you know, 10 or a hundred million daily active users. Yep, uh, something understand. that is mid range. Like this isn't even mid range. This is like barely breaking through 10,000 is a very small number relative to like the normal app ecosystem, if you if it is going if, if this is the reality that you're seeing that everyone's going to go towards D apps, shouldn't you at least be able to get to ten thousand daily active users on five different apps by then? I mean, that seems like a very low ask to me. That that's uh, I mean, like from a from a app perspective, that's uh, that's kind of like uh, asking for the bare minimum here. It, it, I mean, it, like if, if I were to say, if you were to tell me, well, uh, and I think you've said something like this in the past that, you know, decentralized apps are going to compete against like Facebook. You said that earlier on the show. Uh, well, Facebook gets 10 million like daily active users. Do you think any Ethereum app is going to get 10 million active daily active users in, like anytime soon? Like if it, if it truly disrupts, like you are saying, 10,000 is a very low bar. And yeah, uh, let's let's yeah. let's stick with the terms Jimmy, and then Jimmy, come up I think with a you're dollar probably amount. Probably correct. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm not willing to accept those terms as definitive right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, I will get back to you very soon on uh, on whether I accept those terms or whether I propose uh, other terms. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think what I, I I've been I've been trying to get a hold of you, Joe, for about like uh, what, how long has it been since consensus? Yeah, like, I, I thought you were going to come in here I with the terms. I suggested we do this. I know. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to come on the show and have what you wanted to propose back. I'm a this little bit surprised. This has been an excellent discussion. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, but I, I mean, we kind of set up numbers. the show so that we can we can finalize the terms of the bed, not so that you can do more research. I mean, that, yeah, that, I thought I, mean, I thought we were going to. I thought you were going to, Jimmy had already proposed the numbers. I thought you were going to come on and propose your numbers since you did reach out. So I was a little bit surprised that you didn't have numbers. Well, I'm sorry I didn't fit in your timeline, but this was a great discussion. And okay. uh, I will tweet what about, some numbers at what you. About a dollar, what about a dollar amount? What do, what do you think, Jimmy? Well, again, I need to know the terms before I'm willing to bet. If he says, well, no, my terms are going to be like one daily active user in five years, you know, like that's like, that doesn't if make any sense for me. Whereas you proposed, uh, uh-huh. what would you bet? I would bet a hundred Bitcoin or the equivalent in Ethereum. Only a hundred Bitcoins? You're not very convicted. Uh, I mean, that's a significant part of my wealth. I don't know about yours. Obviously, you probably have more. But if you want more, <laughs> I'm sure I can get backing for other ones and make it make it a much larger bet. So that's a fun idea. Should should you arrange a, a bunch of people and I'll arrange a bunch of people and and we'll uh, no, we'll no, 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 well, no, 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 because because all all of that. So again, my big concern is that like it, with any bet is. I need to make sure that if I win, I get paid, right? Like, uh, and if you have a conglomerate, that's much less likely. Now, if you're willing, if all those people are willing to escrow, then maybe. Uh, okay. But, it, but, but as it is, it's it's just sort of like uh, I I I I don't I I don't I like this very simple thing. The more complicated you make it, the more risk there is. Complexity is the enemy of any sort of bet resolving as far as I can tell. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, I understand your terms. I will get back to you very, very quickly on whether I accept uh, uh, the criteria of the bet, but uh, certainly the, the size of the bet is, is fine. Uh, and, and you, you can, uh, rearrange yeah, well, the we'll have to work out. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to rearrange it cause uh, you want to be paid in Ethereum. So I, I would think uh, 100 divided by, 21 million is uh whatever whatever that number is i need to pay uh i that number times the supply of ethereum and uh, at consensus 2023 that's the amount of ethereum i would owe you so like i i think that's pretty okay. fair so okay, I'll, I'll write it up and tweet it at you okay. okay um the last thing is should the six month period start um i guess since consensus happens in may but um it's like the middle of May. Maybe it mm-hmm. should be the last two months of the year 2022 mm-hmm. and then the first four months of the year 2023. Yeah. So the bet resolves either period. way on uh, the bet re- resolves either way on May 1st, 2023. Is that reasonable? Okay. So it'll start. So the six month period starts November 1st, 2022 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. ends April 30th, November or 2023. Yeah. That sounds fine. Joe? Uh, so, so you're saying a six month period? So, oh, so within that six month period? Um, no, no, no. Because so it, wants... it should be any six month period up to the end of the bet, correct? Oh, I well, see. I, I was thinking. I, I was thinking the network would continue to grow, and that the six yeah, months before. You would hope uh, so, but uh, who knows? It might be. Uh, 
might be just gaining steam at that point. Okay. I, in which case it would help you. I, I mean, the, it, it would be the last six. I mean, if it, if a, if a D app di- like goes for six months at 10,000 daily active users and then it dies or something like that, that's you want that to count towards your five. Is that right? Um, yes. I mean, there, there, there are lots of uh, situations that I could imagine that... Uh, or if, I, if that it gets we, gained we on the last consider. one. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so right, that's, right. we, we that's, need to be crisp fair. about how it's all. Uh, all right. Okay. So, so, so it's any, any six-month mer- six period. So it could, it, in that case, it could resolve significantly before, if, as Joe has said, the D apps take over the world. In which case, it might resolve way before then. I'm fine with that. And, and, uh, and if we're in the middle of a, a candidate six-month period, mm-hmm. uh, I would say the. You know, the spirit of the bet should allow that to uh, proceed. Uh, and uh, if it fails to achieve six months, then I lose. And if it does end up achieving six months after the end of the of the bet, then uh, I think uh, the spirit of the bet would uh, uh, indicate that uh, I would win. Well, so we, we, we were specifically asked about a five five years from now. Uh, I don't think any apps that are already started before uh, the bet's supposed to resolve. Yeah, uh, like by, it, by it, your it, thesis, it it's not even going to be close. Well, by your thesis, then uh, any any of no, my, any, my, any my app, thesis, no app should no app should uh, die before then. I, I'm just trying to. My, stop my it, thesis but, is that this thing is going to grow and it's going to grow at an uncertain rate. Yeah. Well. So. Right, but, so but, again, it, your, your let's keep it crisp. No way. If, no if, way if well, so if yeah, it, if it, if, it, if if I'm going to give you that concession that any six month period before 2023, then you can't extend anything over the May uh, May first deadline. It has to happen before May first. Either that, or we can go with Laura's suggestion, which is we just measure November first to April 30th, and that's it. And it has to be five apps that do 10,000 daily active users, 100,000 monthly active users. I think that's a pretty fair trade. Because uh, if I'm giving, I, I don't want to give that concession. If you want to extend it out, you can have one or the other, but you can't have both. Okay. So uh, how about I write it up? I'll give you some options. You can choose from those options or propose a different option. Sounds reasonable, but I thought this was exactly where we were after consensus twenty. I think this has been an excellent discussion and very. No, but I mean, too. but I, I'm still waiting on you to give propose me more terms. I, <laughs> I've been asking you since like the day after consensus. Week after consensus, three weeks after consensus, yeah. okay. two months okay, after consensus we get it. on we this get it. show. I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 also, I find I, that uh, I did like, think we were we'll gonna... do it later is is a little bit like uh, I like this is this, this again. This is what I thought we were going to do was yeah, finalize the terms Jimmy, of the bet I, and not. Do I'm in this. the same boat. I'm, I thought I'm he was sorry gonna... that I'm not operating on your timetable, okay. but I'm happy to get it done very soon. It's okay. That's but what you also said. Speaking yeah. We're gonna we're gonna close out the show now. <laughs> we have some, you know, terms offered on each side. They still need to be hammered out. I have a feeling we will end up taking this to Twitter. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, listeners. I also thought we were gonna get the final terms of the bet, um, but we're we're close. So that's something. I, I think we could get back on your show and. and- um, okay. <laughs> re- recap what we have agreed upon. Oh God. Okay. All right. We we can we can do that, or or you can just finalize it again on my show, which I thought we were mm-hmm. going to do, but that's all right. 
either way, this was super, super fun. We went way over time, but I think it was <laughs> incredibly entertaining and actually, uh, you know, educational in a lot of ways. So thank you both for coming on Unconfirmed. Cool. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. Thanks. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us today. To learn more about the topics we discussed, be sure to check out the links in the show notes of your podcast episode. New episodes of Unconfirmed come out every Friday. If you haven't already, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you liked this episode, which I'm pretty sure you did, share with your friends on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Unconfirmed is produced by me, Laura Shin, with help from Raylene Gallipoli, Fractal Recording, Jenny Josephson, and Daniel Ness. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.